0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the day Brendan Rodgers officially returns to Celtic. He signed a three-year deal to replace Ange Postacoglu who left for Tottenham last week. That's all a couple of days after a huge night in Oslo for Scotland. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Roger Hanna. Andrew, this is the second half of June. This is supposed to be a nice quiet time for sports journalists like ourselves where we can kick back Maybe have a, a half day, an early night after all the rigours and stresses of a long, hard season. And today, on a supposedly quiet Monday, we've got not just a new Celtic manager, but a significant, controversial new Celtic manager. And we're 24 hours away from Scotland potentially creating history. Yeah, the big news coming out at around midday today. We knew it was coming. We'd been talking about it all of last week, but it is now official. Brendan Rodgers has returned to Celtic on a three-year contract, just over four years after he left for Leicester City. John Kennedy will stay at the club as well as Rodgers' assistant manager. First team coaches Stevie Woods, Gavin Strachan and Harry Kuehl will remain as well. And we want to hear your thoughts on it, Celtic. Celtic fans 0141 951 1025 now that it's official what do you make of the news it has been an interesting week there's actually been quite a lot of positivity on the phones over the last week Roger and now Celtic fans have, have got that news officially it's, it's been tweeted out we've seen the quotes from Brendan Rodgers as well he is he's back for the next three years or that's what he's signed there and that's anyway. the first interesting part you know a lot of Celtic managers in recent times have gone in a 12 month rolling contract Brendan Rodgers has been handed a three year deal by Dermot Desmond that shows the intent of the Celtic board I believe Dermot Desmond the principal shareholder went out personally to get Brendan Rodgers there were a lot of names mentioned David Moyes Kjetil Knudsen Pascal Janssen many many more Enzo Maresca who ended up getting the Leicester job that was Brendan's um, but Dermot Desmond wanted Brendan Rodgers he has worked with him before he believes he is the elite candidate for the job he has retained the services of all those backroom coaches that you mentioned there plus the likes of Stephen McManus and Darno D are staying as well so it is a big statement from the Celtic hierarchy and they will hope that the rank and file Celtic fans rally behind Brendan Rodgers Yeah well let's take a look at what Brendan Rodgers said today after officially signing that contract he said I'm really delighted to return to Celtic I'm hugely excited by this great opportunity when I was given the privilege of being asked to join the club again it was a very simple decision for me and my family we've enjoyed some great times at Celtic before and this will be my goal again to deliver good football ensure we have a team that all that we all love to watch and ultimately bring more success to our fans he goes on to say and just done some brilliant work across the last two years I'll be doing all I can to maintain Celtic's momentum as we face into all our domestic and European challenges and he finishes off by saying let's get to work and now is the interesting part to see how Brendan Rodgers fares in his second spell at Celtic yeah um, when Brendan Rodgers left February 2019 he left having contested seven domestic trophies won them all he had Celtic well on the way to completing a third domestic treble that Neil Lennon saw them over the line with and he now comes back and inherits a team that has possibly done 
as well You know that treble last season On the back of a double in Ange Postecoglou's first season I'm sure there'll be Celtic fans on the phones tonight Through the week Andrew Who will tell you Ange's team played better football Than Brendan's team Certainly more attractive and, and more to the liking of Celtic supporters But it's a big job Brendan's walking into He will get the backing financially of the board And it'll be fascinating to see what he does In terms of evolving the team that Ange built and the team that was so beloved of the Celtic support. Well, let's hear from you at home. 01419511025. That news is, of course, now official and we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. We will now cast our minds back to February 2019 because it is a controversial appointment because there was a lot of animosity from Celtic fans when Brendan Rodgers decided to up and leave in February of 2019 for Leicester City. Roger, you were in the studio when that news was announced all that time ago. Let's just have a listen back to some of the opinions we got on the phones that night. I'm not interested in talking about Brexit. I'd rather talk about Brendan Exit. It's absolutely... I'm so stunned. I just didn't see it coming at all. The fact that he's walked out, everything he's achieved in the last two years, I think it's sullied by his actions today. When you achieve something like that, it comes with a certain degree of integrity. He has lost any respect that we had for him and the way that he has left the club. And anyone who walks away from him, in my mind, any job half done, his own personal reputation has been sullied. I feel utterly betrayed. Absolutely betrayed. To me, the man should hang his head in shame. I'll never mention Brendan Rodgers in this house ever again, as far as I'm concerned. The man is gone from my memory. Well, those were the thoughts in February 2019. Roger, do you feel that the feelings every supporter will have their own thoughts about it? Do you feel that generally the feeling towards Brendan Rodgers has changed over the past couple of yeah, weeks? Yeah, listen, t- time's a great healer. Um, and I think, you know, Celtic supporters who, to use one of the phrases there, felt utterly betrayed at the time in February 2019, they will have moved on. Celtic have had success under Neil Lennon. They've had huge success under Ange Postecoglou. Brendan Rodgers himself went on to do a good job at Leicester. He won an FA Cup. He won a Community Shield. He was in a European semi-final. Two fifth-place finishes in the Premier League. You know, he, he, up until last season, he was doing extremely well. Now, Celtic supporters will come on the show tonight and they will tell us their thoughts, whether they wanted him back, whether they didn't want him back. As you say, there has been a lot of positivity on social media, but he will know that the likes of the Green Brigade, who were very vocal in their you know, response to his departure, have retweeted today a huge banner that they unveiled at Celtic Park at the time, um, outlining their disgust at his departure. They clearly still have strong feelings about the manner of his departure. And when Brendan speaks later in the week, I'll be among the first questions he has to answer, Andrew, about that faction of the Celtic support who do not want him back at the club. 01419511025 is the number you need. It's the number David in Bells Hill has rang. David, how are you feeling tonight? Yeah, yeah, absolutely delighted, guys. Um, I phoned uh, two weeks ago, I think, when it was Gordon and Mark Wilson on the show, and um, I mentioned that um, whoever the student, whoever the new Celtic manager was going to be, um, looking back over history over the last twenty-five years, the history shows that the next Celtic manager brought in tends to go on and win a treble and a treble again. Now, I'm delighted it's Brendan Rodgers. Listen, I was one of the guys back in February 2019 it was given it all sorts of expletives let's just say but you know what 
anybody in any walk of life, if you got offered something better to quadruple your salary, the guy's got lots and lots of ambition. And that's why he went to the English Premier League. But I now think the fact that he's back, the fact some of these fans are a wee bit iffy about this appointment, I think means he's got a lot of even more to prove now, which will make the man hungrier, make the man more successful. But I think out of all the managers that were available and names that have been touted, it's an absolutely fantastic appointment. The guy knows the club, knows what it takes to win. He's a winner. Uh, and if he can go on and achieve what he achieved previously in, in that last three years and somebody else comes and gets him, you know what? I'm looking forward to the next three years, guys, because the man is a top, top-class manager and we're very, very lucky to have him at Celtic. Roger, does Brendan Rodgers have something to prove to the Celtic supporters or is the fact he won seven trophies out of seven last time out override that? Yeah, I, th- I think he does have something to prove. There's no question about that. He, he is, as David says, he will be hungry. He's um, a relatively young man, younger than me, Andrew, so that makes him relatively young. Um, and he'll be determined to come back and build on what he did the first time. What Dermot Desmond's done by identifying Brendan Rodgers, you take a degree of the gamble out of the appointment. Every managerial appointment, every signing in football has a degree of gamble. But if you go and get Brendan Rodgers, who knows the club, knows the players, knows the league, has had success in the league and at the club, you're minimising the gamble. It's a lot less risky than trying out an Enzo Maresca or trying out a Kietel Knudsen or a Pascal Janssen who don't know the league, don't know the players, don't know the club, anything like the way Brendan does. So... Dermot Desmond has taken a lot of the risk out of the appointment and he, in his discussions with Brendan, I think he will know that Brendan is having had a little break, three, or three months I think, by the time he takes the job officially, he'll be hungry and ready to go again. David, you mentioned you obviously weren't happy back in February 2019 about the way Rogers left, but your feelings have changed now. Is that more a case of just time being a great healer or is it more the fact that you feel he's the best candidate to... You know, continue that success that Celtic have had over the last few years? No, well, I think, first of all, the reason Brendan, I think we've got to remember, the reason Brendan Rodgers left Celtic back in February 2019 was because of the unbelievable amount of success that he had at the club. Now, Brendan Rodgers then went on to manage in the, the, best, the best league in the world. I mean, there's a lot of, there's no other club in the SPL at the moment that's had a manager that's been as successful as him that's came for the top league. Now, if Brendan Rodgers comes in and does the same sort of job that he did previously, I've got no doubt that some of the top clubs in England are going to come and get him again. And you know what? That comes with success. That comes with success. So I'm just delighted we've got him. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we've got him compared to some of the other names for a couple of reasons. One, he knows the club inside out. Two, he knows the coaching staff inside out. And three, he knows what it takes to win at Celtic. And I've got no doubt that uh, Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwells and the guys have gave him some sort of assurances and some sort of promises that he will get to spend money. He's going to bear in mind, he's coming into a club now that's in a far better place than it was back in whenever he came in previously. So who's to say that the, the success... I, I genuinely believe we're going to go and win, have a massive three or four years ahead of us now and be just as successful as we were the last time he came in because I said he's got a, he's come into a far better club and a far better position both on and off the park than he did before Is his appointment a statement of intent from Dermot Desmond and the Celtic board because it, it looked very much like Brendan Rodgers 
was going to take a year out. Yeah. There was various reports saying that he wasn't really interested in, in coming back into football. They've gone out, they, they've got their man. It's, you know, he, he had success at Leicester. He finished fifth with them twice. He got them to a European semi-final. Does it feel like a, a big appointment well, for yeah, Celtic? As a statement of intent, it does feel like a big appointment. Um, he will be the best paid manager in the club's history when he returns he will be given a transfer war chest, as a journalist like to describe it, Andrew, this summer and in subsequent transfer windows over his three-year length of his three-year contract. And it would have been extremely easy for Celtic to go and pick a name off the lengthy list of candidates. They would probably have been able to get a very good manager in for half the money they're paying Brendan Rodgers. But this is, as you say, a statement appointment. They have won back-to-back league titles under Ange Postacoglu. And they want to maintain themselves as champions. They want to push for another treble. And they want to make an impact in Europe, Andrew. And they feel Brendan Rodgers is best placed to preside over that. Is that the next step, David? We've seen Brendan Rodgers already have plenty of success domestically with Celtic. Is that a case of just repeating that? Or does he need to do more? Does he need to find that success in Europe as well? Whatever you know, avenue that comes. Well, first and foremost, first and foremost, domestic success is, is, is the most important thing. Um, if you don't get domestic success, you don't get into Europe. And I keep hearing, you know, you know, the, the opposition in Scotland stronger than it was before, which is right. I think people are forgetting that, despite the opposition is stronger, the opposition getting stronger. Celtic are getting stronger, and, and we're, not, we're in a good position to be. But I think first and foremost, be successful in Scotland. We're never going to win the Champions League, guys. Let's be honest. But I think if we can get out of the group stages in the Champions League and qualify for the Europa and have a wee run in the Europa League, then I, th- I think that's fine. But I would take this year, I would take the treble and get out of the Champions League group stage. And I think that's success in this first season. That's, that's a huge amount of success, isn't it, Roger? If, if any manager in Scottish football can win a treble and get out of the Champions League group well, stages, that's... That's a lot. I think when we speak to Brendan later in the week, we can just tell him that the bar has been set high for his return. I, listen, it, it makes sense. It, you won't get a Celtic supporter phoning this show this week to say he wants anything less than a treble and an improvement in Europe because every club, whatever you are, they want to maintain and improve what they've done this season. So maintaining and improving what Celtic have done this season is what David says. It is a treble. It is doing better in Europe. And I think the days, you know, remember both Celtic and Rangers getting through the the Champions League group stages into the last 16. I think the gap now between the biggest clubs in Europe and the Scottish clubs, it's just widening and widening and widening because of the money. And I think, David, I think the best now Scottish teams in the Champions League groups can hope for is to get third place, get into the Europa League and then attack the knockout stages of the Europa League. That is success in Europe now. That's what success looks like for Scottish clubs in Europe. And I, I think, you know, it's an achievable level of success for our teams. I don't think, you know, the days of getting into the last 16 in the Champions League, they've gone. Well, thank you to David. A lot of positivity from David. He's confident about the future under Brendan Rodgers. Tony is in Govan, a Celtic fan in Govan. How are you feeling, Tony? Do you share that optimism that David has? Yeah, I think we should we should we'll pick the right man at the right time. He knows the club inside out. There's nothing that we could have done to get anybody different or better. He will land the double, if no the treble, but he's got to win the league first. That's the most important thing. But my main point actually is see all those moaners about him. No, don't want him there. 
I'll buy their season book cash. You can't ask, for, you can't ask for other than that, Tony. Absolutely. I mean, the moon, and then once they beat Rangers, or if they beat Rangers, or when, sorry, they'll be okay. Even the Green Brigade will be okay. Yeah, Roger, there has been a lot of positivity over the last weeks or so. Yes, you see things on social media, Celtic fans that, that aren't happy about you know the, the way Brendan Rodgers left, but generally there has been an air of, of positivity about it. And what Tony's saying is winning is king in football. Yeah, if Brendan Rodgers t- comes in and, and starts winning matches, wins trophies, is beating Rangers on a regular basis, yeah. then does that just win over anyone yeah, that maybe has their doubts? Tony's hit the nail on the head. You know, it's a, it's a results-driven business, as we always say, Andrew. My colleague, his Scottish son, Bill Lake, he's written a piece in Brendan's Return for tomorrow's paper, and he says that exactly what Tony says. If Brendan wins the first Old Firm game 3-0, he'll have everybody back on side. The flip side of that is, if he starts next season, the way started two years ago, if you remember, with three defeats in the first six games... I think there'll be less wriggle room for him than it, than there was for Ange. I think people understood the, the the problems Ange was facing at the time when he lost those games, and they were happy to stick with him. Um, I think any waverers among the Celtic fans yeah, has that pressure been brought on himself really yeah, just with the way he I, left? Of, last of thing. course it has. J- just with history, you know, you see, there's Ange Postecoglou has left Celtic to go to the English Premier League. There's far less of a backlash just because of the way he did it. He waited to the end of the season. Even in the build-up to that last game, the Scottish Cup final, he managed to deflect everything away and just focus his support on the game itself. Even afterwards, he wanted to focus on the celebrations after the win in the Cup final against Inverness, Cali Thistle. And Celtic support, I think, appreciated the manner of Angie's departure. They didn't want him to go, but they understood the way he had done it. I think there's less of an understanding in the way Brendan did it. Tony, what did you enjoy most about Brendan Rogers' spell last time and what, what do you hope to see from him this time round? It's as simple as this. They won seven trophies out of seven. Nobody can deny or bad mouth him for that. It's just the way he left the club and that's what everybody wants him back for. To win as many trophies as they can. Beat Rangers. End of and a, a wee final point on the Angie thing, when he says, I'm here for something special, but I remember right. The only thing something special would have been 10 in a row or winning the UFA Cup. That's what we've never won then. And that's what he was here for. And then he changed his mind, in my opinion. I mean, Tony's so talking about. 10 in a row. And, go, sorry, 10 in a row and the UFA Cup. We've never won them. I believe he was here for something special. That's the only thing special he could have landed because we've already done trebles. Roger, you do wonder just with the way Ange Postacoglu, some of the stuff he said before he left and the same with Brendan Rodgers, will Celtic fans be more wary, more tentative with Brendan no. Rodgers in charge? No, no, because that, that's just the way football supporters are. You know, they, they, they invest emotion in their team. They invest emotion and the players and the management and everyone that's involved in their football club. It was the same when Stephen Gerrard left Rangers for Aston Villa, if you remember. There was fury, there was astonishment among a huge section of the Rangers support because the Rangers support felt Stephen Gerrard was going to be with them for a long time. The Celtic support felt the same about Brendan Rodgers, felt the same about Ange Postecoglou. And, you know, if Ange has success, sorry, if Ange, if Brendan, I should say, has success when he returns, if he has... Forgiven. If the past is forgotten, 
then, you know, the South support will rally behind them. But, as I think David, the first caller said, you might then have a situation in three or four or five years' time, the lure of England, maybe even the lure of a Spain or a France or an Italy, might lure Brendan away again one day. And there's nothing the matter with that. Well, thank you to Tony. Still plenty of time for you to get involved at home. Give us a call 0141 951 1025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna in the studio with me, Andrew McLean. We'd love you to join us as well. 0141 951 1025. Of course, plenty of opinions so far on the return of Brendan Rogers. Just before we get back to the phones, though, Roger, Saturday night in Oslo. What a result for Scotland. And absolutely incredible. It was the, the most unscottish of Scotland victories ever. When Erling Haaland scored that penalty in the hour, we thought, oh, well, that's it. You know, we've started okay. I don't suppose a defeat in Norway is a, a dreadful result um, because we weren't playing well at all. And then all of a sudden, one mistake, misunderstanding at the heart of the Norwegian defence, Lyndon Dykes with the least emphatic finish I think I've ever seen from a Scotland number nine, but it hit the back of the net. And then from there, Norway collapse and Scotland score a fantastic goal McTominay to McGinn McGinn to Dykes the most delicate of layoffs and the first time in 10 or 12 years I think I've seen Kenny McLean use his right foot what a finish it's quite easy not to get carried away as a Scotland fan because we've we've all maybe done that before and then it's come back to bite us but three wins from three home against Georgia tomorrow if we can get a win in that, make it four wins from four. What position? Well, Steve Clark have got. If we get a win tomorrow night, it's history because we've never started a qualification campaign ever with four consecutive wins. The way the fixtures are with Spain playing and winning the Nations League at the weekend, uh, the other game in the group tomorrow in Group A is Norway against Cyprus. Even with a home win for Norway, it only takes them at four points, which means if we can beat Georgia, we're eight points clear at the top of the section. Even Scotland couldn't blow it from there, Andrew. Yeah, looking forward to that game against Georgia tomorrow night. We'll bring you plenty of build-up tomorrow from 6 o'clock on that. But let's get back to the phones. 01419511025 is the number you need. Kevin is a Celtic fan in Bishop Briggs. Kevin, how are you? I'm good, guys. Yourself? Yes, all good, all good. It is now, of course, official. Brendan Rodgers is, is back at Celtic. Is that a move you're on board with? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think... Well, hearing hearing a lot of people's opinions, I think I think it's been a great move. And you know there'll be some disgruntled fans, and you know there's some consideration around that. You know with the way he left and things. But looking back, at, you know his very very good success at the club, and like everyone's agreed the way he knows the club. Then I think it's a very good move. I think it's a very good move. And I think looking back, you know, and and now looking forward, hopefully with people saying about you know. Oh, the Celtic fans and all this and that. You know, first and foremost, these guys are businessmen, and just like any other job, if like people said, if something something better comes along, then you've got to go and look at it at least. And if you take it, you take it. But what Brendan Rodgers now has is he has a completely different challenge to what he. Kevin first was, was part of the problem though that Celtic fans felt that the move to Leicester wasn't a better move. I, well, maybe so, maybe so, but I think. The lure of the league that they're playing in, and the competitiveness, and the budget that he had, you know, firstly when he went down there, I think all those things from a managerial perspective, it's a better move. You know, I think, and a club-wise, 
yes, you're not going to get a club much bigger than Celtic. Um, maybe, you know, looking at the English Premier League, they might be equivalent to Man United or something, you know, in a, in a club sense. But as a job and what, what you're getting, then it's probably a better move uh, managerial sense. But what he's coming into now, the challenge that he's coming into now is completely different to what he first came to Celtic. When he first came to Celtic, it was about bringing the club back and, you know, putting a stamp on it and bringing success. This now, this challenge now is about sustainability. Can he sustain the fact that over the last three years, Celtic fans have been off their seats applauding their team every minute because the football's so good, the results have been great, they're a joy to watch. You know, is Brendan Rodgers going to be able to sustain that? And I think that's where he gets the desire now. You know, it's not about, it's not about coming in and saying, oh, I need, to, I need to bring the club back. This is about putting his stamp on it, but also bringing and continuing that success. Because when you look at managers that go into jobs, it's normally about bringing it back because the manager that leaves before them has not had great success or, you know, he's had the sack. Or This is about the Celtic fans are on the crest of a wave. Can he continue that? And that's where his desire and determination will be, I think. Roger, how different is the challenge facing Brendan yeah. Rodgers this time it, round than it, first time it, round? It's, it's a really good point Kevin makes because inevitably we focus on the way Brendan left Celtic. But if you go right the way back to 2016 when Brendan arrived at Celtic, I mean, it's easy to forget. The top tier was shut, Andrew. Celtic supporters had fallen out of love with the team, the way the team was playing. Yes, they were winning league titles, but they weren't particularly impressed by the football that was being served up to them. Um, Brendan Rodgers came in, he signed Scott Sinclair, he signed Moussa Dembele very quickly. Beat Rangers 5-1 at Celtic Park. They beat Rangers 5-1 at Ibrox at the end of that season. There was a treble, there was 106 points, 106 goals. They won the league with 30 points. And very quickly, Brendan Rodgers transformed something that wasn't great into this wonderful football team. Now he's inheriting something that is great. A team that's just won a treble, just won five trophies out of six, is filled with outstanding footballers. Kyogo Furuhashi, Player of the Year, Rayo Hatati, Cameron Carter, Vickers. Everywhere you look, there is a player at the top of his game. So it's a much different challenge this time for Brendan than the one he inherited from Ronnie Dyla. And it will be, for Kevin's right, it will be fascinating to see how he tackles that challenge. Whether it's just a case of keeping the train running, keeping it on the tracks, fueling it up, making, you know, adding one or two players here or there, or whether he thinks that he has got players in the background that he can bring in for substantial sums of money and absolutely elevate Celtic to another level. Yeah, Kevin, would you like to see there be quite a bit of continuity from the Ange Postacoglu era, or would you rather Brendan Rogers came in and put his own stamp on things? I think I think it would be a bit a bit silly to say that you wouldn't like to see that continuing because it was you know Ange very very exciting good to watch you know real attacking football you know it was one of them if they score five we'll score six there was no there was no worry about that but also come back to when Brendan first came like you say you know that five one at five two five looks um, one hundred and six points you know that didn't come without exciting times either you know so. There's got to be there's got to be a mix there and a, and a real balance, but I think the thing on all Celtic fans' uh, minds is about how do we how do we do better in Europe now? And if you're saying that Brendan's been promised a war chest, as you guys call it, then that bring, that also brings expectation. That doesn't just think 
you know, oh, that would be good. That brings expectation. If you've been given that amount of money at that level of football, at the top end, it's, you know, top, the biggest club in Scotland, then how do you handle that expectation and how do you match that expectation? So it'll be, it'll be really intriguing to see who he signs and, and what, what the... Uh, what the commitment is, you know. Yeah, it's a different kind of pressure, isn't it, Roger? You you talked about the fact that, you know, crowds weren't as big when Brendan Rodgers first came in and he was having to sort of attract some Celtic fans back to the yeah. club almost. Is it a different sort of pressure than coming in after a manager who has oh, been successful, I mean, who was loved what, so much what, by 100%. the Celtic fans? Now, Brendan won a treble in his first season. Even if Brendan had come in and won a double and team had played a bit better and they'd won the league by five points... People would have said, yeah, listen, you've done really well. Um, this time, if he comes in and only wins a double and only wins a league by four or five points and the football's not as good as the Celtic fans loved under Ange, then questions inevitably are going to be asked by the Celtic support because at the end of the season, before Ange Postecoglou left the building, Celtic fans were in love with what they were seeing. They loved the team, they loved the style of football, they loved the we-never-stop mentality of Ange Postecoglou. Now Brendan Rodgers has got to to live up to all of that. And anything, you know, I think it was David or Tony mentioned earlier on, anything less than a treble and advancement in Europe is going to be seen as a step back from where Celtic are at the minute. Could he almost be a victim of his own success in a way? Because... It was the Rogers era that really started off this yeah. run of trebles becoming a more common thing for yeah. Celtic when beforehand in Scotland, trebles were these things that, that rarely ever happened. Yeah, and it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Ange is well because it is only four and a bit years since he left. The Scottish football landscape has changed dramatically since St Andrew. The first two years of Brendan Rogers being in Scotland, Aberdeen were his closest challengers. Um, so he's going to find that different. Now, do we look at, you know... It, who he was up against in his final season. Every single Scottish Premiership team has changed manager since Brendan Rodgers left. So all his adversaries, his opponents are going to be different than they were before. Um, I saw the last team, his last game was a 4-1 home win against Motherwell, I think 24th of February 2019. The only two players who started the game who are still in the building are Scott Bain and James Forrest. I think Callum McGregor missed the game injured. Um, so he's inheriting a squad of players completely different from the one he left behind in 2019. The landscape's different, um, different managers, different opposition, a stronger Rangers, and he's inheriting Celtic at a much higher level than he they were when he took over the first time. Well, thank you to Kevin. Let's go to Giovanni, who's a Celtic fan in Barhead. Giovanni, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. Good stuff. How are you? How are you feeling today about the, the news being official? Absolutely delighted. He's the best man for the job, in my opinion. But I think the biggest thing about the whole change is, and this is credit to the board, I think, and Brendan as well, we've kept the entire backroom staff. Now, to me, that's the major thing in this, because they're the link with all the Japanese boys that came in. Uh, the chap, uh, oh, who came in for Korea, the foreign players, all the players that brought the Ange brought in have got a common denominator still there, and that's the backroom staff. And Brendan's an intelligent man, he's not going to go in there and 
totally make huge changes. He'll tweak a couple of things. He'll bring a couple of players in. But to me, the biggest thing of the whole lot is nothing changes in the back room. And they're the guys that Postacoglu always gave credit to. They're the guys that Postacoglu kept here. So he obviously rates them. And to me, that is the biggest thing. We will just carry on from last season. Sorry, Giovanni, I was just going to say, Roger, if we start with John Kennedy, there was a lot of talk about Ange Postacoglu wanting to bring him down to Tottenham. He's found success with a lot of Celtic managers in his time being a coach at Celtic. Is that big for the club that they've managed to keep a hold of him? Yeah, and it's a really interesting dynamic now. Not just the fact that Celtic have kept all the backroom team, but if you go back to when Ange Postacoglu came in a couple of years ago, you know, he didn't travel with any coaches. He inherited that backroom stuff. You know, John Kennedy, Gavin Strachan, Stevie Woods, Stephen McManus, Darno D, they've now all been there at Lennox Town for a considerable period of time. I know Harry Kuehl was added by Ange later on. But Are you whole... surprised he's stayed? No, necessarily, no. No, I, I'm listen, I'm sure Brendan will know Harry Kuehl, will know of his coaching pedigree, he will certainly know of his playing pedigree, and I, I think he'll be intrigued to, you know, see what he brings to the party, if you like. Um but Celtic now as a club, it, it's almost now as if Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell are putting that message out that they want to build in the future, you know, a solid playing staff, a solid coaching staff, and then they'll just add a manager at the top of the tree, if you like, rather than this, you know, sort of carousel there used to be of managers where a manager came in and he brought six staff with him and everybody was getting emptied out to make way for this new staff and maybe that doesn't work and in 18 months time you're emptying out six or seven and another six or seven are coming in and there's no continuity there's a great degree of continuity now at Lennox Town they've all worked under Neil Lennon a lot of them worked under Brendan the first time they've all worked under Ange Postecoglou and they've now all worked under Brendan Rodgers again and I think you know as Giovanni says the players will appreciate that you know when they rock back up Whenever it's the, can't remember whether it's the 3rd of July or slightly later when they return for pre-season training it, it won't necessarily be as traumatic a change as it might otherwise have been losing the manager and losing a degree of staffing with him It's a different way of doing it because quite often you think that at a club certainly in the modern era that the constant would be the director of football yeah. or the sporting director and managers tend to have a, a much shorter lifespan whether it is two or three years but having that that coaching staff that's the constant, it does make sense. It does make sense, yeah. It makes you wonder why more teams don't do that. Um, but I think it shows you the Celtic hierarchy. Rate John Kennedy, rate Gavin Strachan, rate all of those impressive young coaches that they've got beneath them. Um, and it says a lot that the Brendan Rodgers is happy to take them all on. He knows them as well from his first time. And you know, you know where age John. There was there was talk at the time he went to Leicester. That he wanted to take John Kennedy with him, so he clearly rates him. And for John to turn his back on an opportunity to potentially work with Ange Postecoglou again at Tottenham says a lot about what he thinks about Brendan as well. Well, thank you to Giovanni. Give us a call on 01419511025 and you could be up next. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna in the studio with me, Andrew McLean. A very busy night, of course, on the day. Brendan Rogers officially sealed his return to Celtic. You can give us a call 0141-951-1025 or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. That's what Danny Boyle has done. He says, strongly disagree with Roger Hanna on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. If Celtic win the double, the fans will be delighted regardless of a potential tweak in style of play under Brendan Rogers. Well, listen, we just have to wait and see. I find the whole thing fascinating. Um, Brendan played a different style of football. It was more possession-based football rather than the high press, the high intensity, the high energy of Ange. Um, I think Celtic supporters fell in love with Ange Postacoglu's style of play last season, the season before. And I would just be interested to see how Brendan evolves that style of play, whether he does revert to the style that he used before, that he used at Leicester, or whether he maintains what Ange did keeps that style of football and just, you know, adds players round about it. It'll be really fascinating to see. Yeah, an interesting challenge because a lot of the players have been brought in because they are specifically players that fit into Ange Postacoglu's system. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. And managers do that. Managers come up with a system first and then bring the players in to fit that system. Brendan did it himself first time round. Ange did it when he came to the football club. So it will be interesting to see, you know, whether... Whether Brendan's preferred possession-based football remains his preference or whether he's looked at the Celtic squad, looked at the players and thought, these guys are actually better equipped to continue playing the style that Ange played and I'm going to change my style. I'm going to adopt you know, the Ange Postacoglu, we never stop philosophy because I've got these players who can do it. We will hear from Brendan Rodgers later in the week. Celtic yeah. will schedule their press conference, I believe, towards the end of this week. How... Does Brendan Rodgers play it? Because it'll be interesting. No doubt he will He will sit down and the first questions he will be asked is about I, his exit. I, I, and, and he will have no qualms about answering it. If you remember, he was asked while Leicester manager about the banners that the Green Brigade put up about him at the time and he reacted with outrage, with fury. Um, I think there were expletives in his response at the time. Um, very much a how dare they attitude and I think that's probably the way he will answer these questions he will say he is a Celtic supporter Um, his only crime was to move to another job Um, he was successful in that other job and now circumstances have brought him back to a job that he loved that he was very successful in previously and he hopes to be very successful in in the future that's how he will answer the question and he will tell the Celtic supporters what they want to hear which is his intention, his ambition, his aim is to bring more success to the football club. Let's go back to the phones. Brian is a Celtic fan in Stirling. Brian, how are you reacting to that appointment today? I am absolutely delighted. Delighted beyond... I just... I mean, I want I want to address the Celtic fans more than anybody else. These guys have stood shoulder to shoulder with me since I was five years old and I'm 56 this year, right? And they have got the passion and the most incredible passion for their football team. I'm talking about guys who don't earn really enough money to see them walking down the street in Copenhagen and shouting Celtic songs and walking down the street in all these European places where we're not really getting great results and whatever. So along comes Brendan Rodgers the first time and that was an amazing coup. Anybody who thinks this isn't amazing is is either not a football supporter 
or not looking beyond their passion, beyond their own feelings. So Brendan Rodgers left, and along comes another brilliant manager, and he wins a treble. Along comes another brilliant manager, he wins a treble. And then we get Brendan Rodgers back. Now, I mean, I can't see why anybody would be confident that Brendan Rodgers would be anything other than what he is, a winning, a winning manager. So take that passion out. Celtic fans must admit that if they were offered in their personal life something greater by times five, I think, the, the, the thing at the time, the money, they would go for it. But their passion for their team says that Brendan Rodgers, who's a Celtic supporter, should have stuck around and got this magic ten. That's rubbish. Brendan Rodgers done what was right for Brendan Rodgers and Celtic done what was right for Celtic. The guys who are always there, the guys whose passion I'm talking about, the Celtic fans have to adjust and adapt and I'm one of them. I suppose there would be some people, Brian, that would say, you know, they go along to Celtic Park, they pay their money. It's their right to have the opinion if, if they are annoyed about it. We haven't heard it on the phones tonight. There's been a lot of positivity towards Brendan Rodgers, but, you know, those that maybe have the opinion that, that still aren't too happy about it, would they not have the right to that opinion just based on the fact that, you know, they go along, they pay their money? I absolutely defend that right to their opinion, to be upset about something that happened four and a bit years ago and they've had all these glittering prizes before them, that the the entitlement that's creeping in is a wee bit scary at times. But what I'm saying now is that forgiveness is the cornerstone of our the reason why the, the club was made is, was charity, forgiveness. So that forgiveness must be extended to a winner, to an absolute winner who is the best candidate. And I feel true gratitude that Celtic, the board, the, the whole... Um, the guys that are running the board, the guys that are on and them, them at the top, I feel true gratitude for the way that they've run the club for a long, long time. They have been very successful. They didn't do this to upset anyone. And I feel, as, as you said, people pay their money to have their opinion and good on their opinion. But this is not about an opinion. This is about a business deal. This is about keeping Celtic at the very forefront Scottish football, and then pushing forward to get into that magic point in, the, in Europe, wherever it is, if it's about winning games against teams that are greater than us, then that so be it. Let's go for that. Oh, I think, I think Brian, if you take the emotion out of it, it's a no-brainer because Brendan had success recently at Leicester in the FA Cup, a Community Shield. You know, they beat Chelsea in the FA Cup final and Manchester City in the Community Shield twice. They were in the top five in the English Premier League. They reached a European semi-final. He had, prior to that, unprecedented success at Celtic. Seven trophies out of seven. He won every single trophy he contested as Celtic manager. Prior to that, he nearly won the English Premier League with Liverpool. And he might have done had it not been for a high-profile slip by Stephen Gerrard, if you remember, against Chelsea at Anfield. Um, prior to that, he was a success at Swansea City. That's what earned him the Liverpool job in the first place. So he is a winner. He is a serial winner as a football coach. And if you take the emotion out of it, it is the best appointment Celtic could have made. The only controversy is the emotional aspect and the faction among the Celtic support who were so upset at the manner of his departure four years ago. Are you surprised that he was so willing to come back, Roger? Um, listen, I mean, he, he did tell people he wanted to take a year out after the experience at Leicester, but quite clearly he's been swayed by 
the sales pitch of Dermot Desmond. Um, he knows the club. He knows what can be achieved at the club. And, you know, he, he went to Leicester. At the time he went to Leicester, Leicester hadn't long been English Premier League champions. They were, you know, contesting the big prizes in English football. It was a very attractive job for him at the time. He's maybe looking at this Celtic job thinking, this is the most attractive job out there for me. I want to grab it. Well, thank you very much to Brian. Unfortunately, that is all we've got time for tonight, but it is going to be a busy week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. So make sure to join us again tomorrow night. I'll be in the studio with Mark Wilson. Of course, we will hear from Brendan Rogers later in the week. He'll speak to the media for the first time after returning to Celtic. And of course, a huge game for Scotland tomorrow night. Can we make it four wins from four in this Euro 2024 qualifying campaign? Looking forward to that one will bring you all the build up but stay right there because you could be in with a chance of winning tickets to see Busted and Hansen with Callum Gallagher next